The Audi Q5 is highly regarded in the mid-sized luxury SUV category. Visit Audi Solitaire online today. Live across South Australia, welcome to Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Oh yes, good morning to you. Great to have your company this morning. Top 16 across Adelaide today. There's going to be some showers increasing. Big, big show. Looking forward to it right off the top as well. Need to thank the sponsor, the all-new Audi A3 S3 have arrived. To find out more, visit audisolitaire.com.au. What about this for a setup? Just a little cross-country affair. I'm in New South Wales. Bryce Gibbs is in Victoria. Tommy Lyon is holding fort in Adelaide. <laughs> G'day, boys. Welcome. Wow. Technology at its finest. What an experience this is, looking at <laughs> each other on the, on the laptop here over, I think it's Jitsi or whatever it's called. It's, uh, it's a little bit different, but we're going to manage and it's going to be a, another good show, no doubt. Three mates, three states. Uh, it feels like we're really <laughs> straddling the dragon here to um, make it all come together. But uh, I'm impressed so far. Like, it all seems to be working well. Oh, look at this. Look at us, eh? Look at us. Just going across the country, <laughs> taking it on tour. Really good stuff. Get involved this morning by the text line 0427 If you're a Saints supporter, oh boy, what are you thinking? What's going through your head right now? Because... Uh, I don't want to be too harsh here, but it seems like the Saints are pretty much there for numbers. The Bulldogs, are they back? Uh, we're going to talk about Matt Crouch as well. Take a deep dive into that uh, as well. So I've got, obviously he's playing in the sample again this weekend, third stint. So some interesting weeks ahead for Matt Crouch. Let's go through though, boys. Um, you're in Melbourne. Gibbsy, what's happening? There's plenty happening, Hazy. Uh, it's been been a good couple of days so far, so... Just sort of saw an opportunity to, to get over here, obviously, with the shoulder injury. Uh, I'm not playing at the moment, so, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good opportunity to come over and watch the Blues. That was the, uh, the motivation to, to come over and, uh, yeah, been catching up with a lot of people, a lot of ex-teammates. Uh, popped into the, the MCG last night to watch Melbourne, uh, Manchester United via the Melbourne victory, so uh, that was good fun as well. And, yeah, here for another couple of days, so uh, it's been good. Gibbsy, you have been gallivanting around Melbourne and uh, we're seeing these photos pop up of you tearing those restaurants a new one, enjoying a few wines. And then I was scrolling through Instagram yesterday and see this from the Carlton Football Club. It's kind of like a promotional video for the facilities, but it's also involved Bryce Gibbs. How good's this? I'm blown away. with uh, away. a tour and, geez, it's uh, a lot different uh, than last time I was here. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good to be back. So last time I was here was when, when I left, in 2017 it was, so about five years and uh, yeah, now that uh, I'm all retired and not doing much, I can get over this time of year and just want to come watch the boys play. It's all very happy. Would, would, if Adelaide invited you back to their facilities, would you be that glowing? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, I'm unsure they would be so they'd be so welcoming uh, like the Blues were uh, yesterday, Tommy. But uh, yes, it was it was nice to head down to the, their captain's run yesterday and uh, got a nice tour of the facility and caught up with a few of my old teammates. It uh, it was uh, a good a good morning. Yeah, it's not quite the uh, dust bowl that it was a few months ago, but um, the development stage at uh, the Crows just a bit of a pause in between venues, but. Seriously though, Bryce, what's it like? I mean, it seems like it's genuine state-of-the-art. Did I hear you say as well there's an indoor grassed facility? Like, I, I mentioned on that grab that you heard, like, I was legitimately blown away what they've done with the joint. Like, uh, I've been lucky enough to tour some, some big soccer clubs overseas and, and gone through their facilities uh, through, um, through Adidas, but, like, this, this nearly takes that 
on now. Like this, what they've done in terms of um, their pool facility, that, that that big grass area that you just spoke about, Hazy, a big indoor, a bit like I think Essen have got something similar uh, out at the hangar, out at Tullamarine there. Um, just everything was amazing like the big cfc's illuminated all over the roof um things you wouldn't even think of the way they've set up all the all the premiership cups and memorabilia and history and the way they're going to present that to to the public a bit of a museum there it's it's they've done an unbelievable good job and uh, i was blown away i wish i was playing this in this day and age now because to walk into that club and what they're going to provide for their players uh going forward uh, yeah I, I, I couldn't believe it Oh, jeez. What you're saying, though, Bryce, what I'm reading is you've got the players, they've got the facilities, there is no excuses, blue supporters, flags. Not, not one excuse anymore. Flagton. Not one excuse. The Flagton Blues. The, the flaggers. Let's go. What the I'm flaggers. reading is you're saying the facilities are better than Adelaide's mis- Middle Eastern vibes in West Lakes, where there's a, a, a little desert there. Yeah, it's, it does have the, the dust bowl covered. I, I will confirm that. Um, I, I, it, what else is in West Lakes? Is there anything else in West Lakes? Uh, Leighton Hewitt's old house. Yes, that, no, that's right. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yep. People, uh, that's on the that's on the stars map. Hazy, your mm. background uh, looks like a bottle o. Um, are you sitting in a bottle o? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not in a bottle o. So just to Jim explain Beam this. Everywhere. I'm in the Berrimer Vault House. This is the boardroom. So what? to um, explain what's happening, there's some nice um, hard liquor in the, in the background, <laughs> but it is, uh, we're half an hour uh, ahead here, so it's nine past nine. But no, we're just going to um, keep heading in the right direction here, Tommy. But um, this is all new to me. I've never done uh, what effectively is an outdoor broadcast interstate. The technology now, which really just read its head during the pandemic, is just ridiculous. So Three-way, three different states, and we're doing this. I'm actually quite blown away. Um, Tommy, what's going on back in Adelaide, just before we get into some stuff? Because every time we speak to you each and every week, you're a man who lives life just a little bit fuller for whatever reason than everyone else. Um, interesting things seem to find you. Well, this week uh, was no different. Not, not much happened except I had two kids under three with gastro. Oh, yeah, now, oh, great. I, mm. I would not wish that upon my, my worst enemies. In the end, mm-hmm. it was just... I, I literally had a hose and I can connect the hose to the bath and I was just hosing them down because I, I couldn't risk getting within the one media radius there. It was, um, yeah, it was just a hard week. My life was on pause to deal with gastro. Oh, very good stuff. That's not, <laughs> that's not quite the fun story that I was thinking was going to come out of your have mouth. You but experienced you'll take good that? bad. Have yeah, you? I have experienced that. It's not fun. Not fun at all. And trying to explain to your kids as well what's happening. And uh, trying to explain to them that just look, stop living in the now, you will get better. <laughs> yeah, good luck communicating that to a three or four year old. Oh, it's awful. Mm. I don't think there's hey, anything um, worse. I don't think there's anything worse than nah. having crooked That's the kids, test. Especially with gastro. Like, if, if you can get through that, I think you can get through anything. Hey, don't be put off that though. Have kids. Go have kids. <laughs> yeah. Have three or four kids. You'll love it. Yeah. Well, I remember a long time ago, my girlfriend and I and our, our little one at the time, we all caught salmonella poisoning simultaneously and so the entire house was just uh thrown up everywhere and our our in-laws had to come over dressed in like hazmat suits to pick him up (laughs) and um, that was quite a debacle 
Oh, geez, you learned a lesson out there, didn't you, Tommy? Never catch a chook and eat it. No. You've got to cook got to, it. Yeah, can't eat it raw like our ancestors. <laughs> yeah, no, we've progressed <laughs> since then. Um, 0427 154 166. Matt Crouch, Crows supporters, get involved this morning. This is, it's going to be interesting until he either is at Westlakes next year or he isn't. And on top of that as well, what, what do you think he's worth? He had 28 disposals on the weekend. Uh, Bryce, he was named third best. So I know in terms of metres gained, it wasn't where people would like. And the theme has been how damaging is he with his touches. But, I mean, he's done this his whole career. He's an All-Australian. He's a best and fairest winner. Not much has changed, but all of a sudden the narrative is very different. Yeah, and we've spoke about it at length, haven't we, over the last couple of weeks. And as you said, he actually played a very good game. And, um, I mean, he, he was back into the team by default, wasn't he? I think McAdam was a laid out and he got that got that opportunity and he, he took it. And if you play well, you should be able to keep your spot, I think. And, yeah, he, he had nearly 30 touches with, with not many high metres game. But I think um, you compare that to maybe Roy Laird's game. I think he had 40 touches. He had about 30 handballs and not many more metres game than Matt Crouch. So... I don't know. It's it'll be extremely frustrating for Matt. He's uh, he's obviously going through a bit of a tough time at the moment, but there's only a few weeks to go in the season, so he's just got to continue to to play well in the sandfall and and keep putting his hand up, and and that's all he can do at this stage. Huge game for the Crows today, taking on the Pies. We're going to analyse that a little bit later on. Uh, Matt Crouch won't be playing though. He'll be playing in the sandfall. His brother plays for the Saints, and he's slotted in seamlessly into that midfield. In saying that, the Saints were just ordinary last night. The Bulldogs, 28-point winners, but they won by a lot more than that earlier on in the game. They just had a bit of a crack in the last quarter, the Saints. But where are the Saints at right now? The coach has just signed a nice little two-year deal. It just sort of feels like, for me, that the Saints are in this category where next year is the year. I mean, the Blues were in that for a few years. The Blues are now living the now. It would seem, you'd hope, if you're a Blues supporter. But for the Saints, it's... Next year. And then next year, if they play a final, next year. Next year's a year. It was really disappointing, wasn't it? For, for a team, well, both teams' seasons are virtually on the line. It's, it's win or go home. And the lack of St Kilda pressure that was put on the park last night, like for a team trying to keep their season alive, like you, as a supporter, you would have expected a lot more. Um, to the Bulldogs' credit, they brought it. They, they knew what was at stake, what was on, on the line. And credit to them they played well but uh, you think after last week you know playing Sydney um, they would have had a, a, a huge response and yeah if you're if you're a St Kilda supporter you'd be bitterly disappointed with the, the result last night. Well Brett Ratton was asked last night about their potential finals chances and this is what he said. You feel like you're running out of chances to resurrect this season? Well if we produce that we are you know, and the second half against Fremantle, and then you could just take some of the other games. It is a, a concern for us, and trying to find the right mix and the right players to get that done, uh, we'll keep exploring that. But yeah, we're running out of time very quickly. Mm. So next, they've got the Eagles, then they've got the Hawks, but then they face the Cats. So they can sort of claw their way back into it. But in terms of the ladder, so the Saints are now tenth. And this is going to be interesting. Jesus is going to be an interesting finish towards the finals. The Bulldogs are sitting there as well, just outside of the eight, just percentage outside of the eight. So uh, there's a bunch of teams. I mean, it's Richmond, it's the Bulldogs, Secure, Gold Coast, Port, who are absolutely going to be in the mix for this final spot. So what it means is there's probably going to be one or two sides that don't play in the finals this year that are going to be very, very good sides who could potentially do some damage. 
have we yet seen a a year like this? How close it is in terms of it's great top top to twelfth. Like we we don't, we're not going to know the top four until the next couple of weeks. We're not going to know the top eight for the next couple of weeks. It's exciting stuff. That the AFL would be pretty happy with uh, with how the season's panned out and how close it actually is. Hey, another one as well, Tommy. Uh, we put Bryce on a mission last week. Yes. Look, he said uh, unbelievably. Last sort of few weeks, when we started doing this show, he was talking about, oh, Jason Horn Francis, he's my best friend. Like he's, you know, if, uh, if I was to get married again, he'd be my best man. And if I was to have a 21st or a 30th, he'd probably do a speech. I'm like, wow, you must yeah. be really tight. Those and Jason Horn Francis. Words. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable, wasn't it? And then um, Francis came back and for whatever reason, just blanked Bryce, completely blanked him. <laughs> didn't answer his calls, didn't answer his texts. We thought, oh, what sort of friendship we got here? We said, look, we need a scoop. We need something from Jason Horn Francis. This is going to be Bryce pulling some strings. We're going to talk about this. Hopefully you've got some news for us a little bit later on. Can you just give us a bit of an indication? Did you at least make contact this weekend with Jason Horn Francis? His name is on everyone's lips. So I can confirm... I did text him, and I can con- also confirm that he texts me back. So Ooh. I, I, I think I'm back in the good books. Okay. <laughs> Very so good. Suzanne, so, were there any words exchanged? Any? Uh, there was a there was a couple. There was a couple. No, I, we went out for a coffee. Oh. Uh, we went out for a coffee, and uh, I took him down to my uh, to, to my around my old uh, roots down at uh, Rathdown Street down down in Carlton there, just to to show him around a little bit where. Uh, he wasn't a big coffee drinker, but now that he's living in Melbourne, he apparently he drinks a strong skinny latte and uh, <laughs> on the daily. So, uh, no, nah, it was good. I have caught up with Jace and uh, I've been filled in on how he's going and, and what's happening. And, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's in good spirits. Okay. So, is it safe for me to say, stick around because a little bit later on, and particularly if you were the likes of, you know, some of the chief news-breaking breakers, if it's Mitch Cleary, if it's Sam Edmund, should they be listening in for some information that you're going to deliver us a little bit later on? We just caught up for a coffee, Hazy. What are you talking oh. about? <laughs> I think we're going to dive a nah. bit deeper into this. You're a media guy now, Bryce. You're a I media am. guy. I am. I'm on, the, I'm on the flip side now. So, yes, I did quiz Jason about a few things, and uh, we might uh, dive into that uh, very shortly. Excellent. All right. Can we say just after 9 o'clock, can we do it? Sure, why not? <laughs> Very good stuff. <laughs> hey, don't forget as well, visit uh, Solitaire Audi, test drive the new A3 S3. Saturday's in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Andrew Hayes. Top of 16 across Adelaide today with some showers increasing. Good morning. Tell me Bryce, tell me sweet little Bryce. Pretty sick of talking about it, to be honest. Tell me Bryce. Time for everyone's favourite part of the week, and that is this little thing we like to do called Tell Me Bryce, where we just tap into the inner psyche of a man who's been at the top level for so long, and that is Bryce Gibbs, a bloke who spent, what, 14 or 13 years at Carlton, finished off at the Crows, over 260 games. A lot going on this week, uh, Gibbsy, with North Melbourne and their football club and the coaching department. Of course, David Noble lost his job. Lee Adams is now the caretaker coach. You saw this. You've been in a situation like this several times at Carlton, and then I forgot as well, of course, at the Crows as well. First of all, how big of a week is it and how shocking is it for the players or is it always a situation where I suppose the players can see it coming from a mile off? 
Yeah, it's, it is something that I know all too well, Hazy, unfortunately. I've had about six or seven coaches uh, over the journey and Look, it, it's never it never ends well. It's never good when you when you lose your coach, and, and especially you know during the season. Um, you know, you spend a lot of time with these guys, and you, know, you think back to when the campaign starts in sort of October, November, the year before. You you, you do a lot of work on, on game plans and building relationships with these guys, and then all of a sudden they're out the door, and and that's it. It's it, it can be actually quite emotional, um, and we all know the struggles North have had this year in terms of performance. And in this industry, obviously, it's a performance-based uh, game, and and if you're not delivering um, results, you know, either you you get sacked or you get traded or you get moved on or, or whatever it may be. So it obviously has been a big week uh, at the Kangaroos, and. Um, whether he had good relationships with players, um, not so good relationships with others, at the end of the day, it's it's still it is a hard time, and and it can be quite emotional when when the trigger is pulled and and your coach is gone. That's what confuses me: the relationships with players. Is from your experience, did you ever lose a coach where one hundred percent all the players loved him, and it was shocking for the club? But it feels like you also see these axings where. You know, the reports were that it was sort of half player driven with David Noble, yet when he spoke to the media after he got sacked, he said, look, there were players in tears. It's quite confusing. Yeah, yeah it is. And I don't know, I think when uh, yeah, you, you do a bit of a review and you, and you get some feedback from, from people all through the club, players, um, you know, people in, in the different departments, and, and they're going to have their say. And uh, yeah, I mean, some guys are going to get along with their coach, some some aren't. That, that's just the way it is. It, it, you can't really please everyone. But I think, um, yeah, like the, the, that was reported, I think, that he, he had lost some of the players. And, and even speaking to Jace, um, over the over the last couple of days, you know, he's obviously had his frustrations in in some of the stuff he's dealt with this year, and he, he come back through the twos, and he found that that frustrating. But then when he said, "Oh, you know, I had to say goodbye to Nobes," like this bloke's given me the opportunity to live my my dream and um, you know, give me the opportunity to to do something that I've dreamed of doing for for a long time. And uh, he even said he quite got quite emotional as well, you know, shaking his hand and, and thanking him for, for that opportunity. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 not a great time, but uh, hopefully, you know, it'll be interesting to see how North Melbourne re- respond from this. Like, if they come out and, and have a ripping game today a- against Richmond, you've you got to question, like, what, what was going on there? So uh, I'm really intrigued to see how they play today and, and what sort of response happens after what's been a, a huge week for them. What was it like when Don Pike left? Uh, yeah, that that was that was a, a hard one as well, and he sort of. Um, th- I think the, the camp really had a, a a big part in that, and after the review and, and the year they had after obviously playing in a, in a grand final and all the things that that come with that, um, Pikey sort of put his hand up and said, "Yeah, I feel like I, I need to move on here to to let some some guys you know get on get on with their their careers and." And he sort of felt like he let everyone down a little bit. And it certainly necessarily wasn't his fault how the year played out. Like, everyone's got a part to play in it. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was a bit of a shock, actually. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it's not a good feeling when you, when you lose your, your coach uh, at all. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it is certainly hard. Does it, does it have the potential to, I mean, not only derail a season, because if you are losing a coach, obviously you're not winning games of football, but... Can it divide a playing group? 
Oh, it, it can go both ways, I think. Uh, it, it can divide or, or it can bring you together, and that's what I mentioned before. I'm really intrigued to see how, how North go today. Um, uh, Lee Adams, he's their VFL coach, and I didn't know a whole lot about him. I, I was uh, He was in my draft, actually, the, the year I got drafted. He, he got picked up by North Melbourne, and uh, you know, he, he was a pretty good player. And um, I hadn't heard much of him uh, about, about his coaching ability and, and what he brings to the table, but the guys that I've spoken to over the last couple of days, he, he's got big raps on him, and, and uh, they're really excited for what he can do in the, in the next couple of weeks as, uh, as caretaker coach. So um, I, I think he's just going to play with a bit more freedom. Uh, he's going to let the players play with a bit more freedom, a bit more attacking, uh, I've heard. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a bit of a free hit for North over the next couple of weeks. So then what happens when the new coach comes in and whether it's a caretaker coach or a, a genuine new senior coach, wh- what are some of the blokes doing? Because are they trying to go and have a coffee with him? Are they calling him? Are they texting him? Because, I mean, some people don't think it's important. I think it's vital. First impressions are everything. Yeah, it is. And I think we've seen in the past caretaker coaches that when they come in, that their team, they actually get a bit of a spike, I think, don't they? The, the guys that have come in and and uh, handled the job for a couple of weeks after their coach departing, It's they usually play pretty well. And I think they'll just they'll do that you know, for the next couple of weeks north. I don't, you can't really change your whole game plan and, and change a whole lot in, in the space of a week, but I think you see the players play with a bit more freedom and um, no one will have any expectations on them. So I think, I think that'll be a good thing for them, especially a young group like North Melbourne. Do you still have relationships with some of your past coaches? Uh, yeah, some some of the not not so much the the senior coaches that I've had, but uh, yeah, certainly some of the uh, assistant coaches and line coaches who uh, who you get along with. I still speak to them every now and then for sure. Mm, I just uh, I'll go off track just a little bit because there's only one person on my mind, and that is Jason Horn Francis, and you just brought it up before as well as a little extra teaser. Just speaking about his relationship with uh, David Noble, but um, just after nine o'clock. I could dare say you've got some pretty big news that's going to be of interest to all parties involved. Am I selling? Am I overselling that, or let's just uh, wait around and have a look at this one? Well, you, you're trying to set something up here. You, <laughs> you, you, don't build it up too much. I don't want to disappoint everyone. Well, I mean that's okay. Um, I've just got this feeling or, that something or, or big's about to happen. Or you know, may, or, or maybe I will. Maybe oh. I will drop a bombshell. <laughs> Bang! That's enough for me. All right. After nine o'clock, after the news, we're going to speak about Jason Horn, Francis Price Gibbs, had a little coffee with the South Australian young gun. I mean, what was on the agenda? Was it his future? Was it uh, the rest of the season? I guess we'll find out in just a couple of minutes' time. Uh, doing it as well, of course, this morning, thanks to Solitaire Audi. The all-new Audi A3 and S3 have arrived. To find out more, visit audisolitaire.com.au. Of course, a couple of big games this weekend. One for the Crows against the Pies today and tomorrow Port Adelaide taking on Melbourne. We'll take a deep dive into those games as well after 9 o'clock. Right now, though, let's jump straight into the news. Gibbsy, good morning to you. Good to see you in Melbourne town. How is it over there? No doubt uh, you can't even walk down the street because it's just people yelling, Bryce Gibbs, Bryce Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not at all, Hazy. It's, uh, you get forgotten quickly once you, uh, you leave the game. But it's, it's great to be back in Melbourne. Uh, been popping back into some old cafes and restaurants that uh, used to get to a lot, catching up with a, a lot of ex-teammates uh, and heading along to the footy tonight, which uh, I'm looking forward to. It should be a cracking game, the Blues and the Cats. Oh, you'd be a, a strong cafe guy, wouldn't you? Just a, just a real weak latte type operator. 
real chai, <laughs> mocha, decaf sort of head wobble <laughs> yeah. set up. Um, Just a but, uh, mixture yeah. of almond milk and oat milk. <laughs> throw, <laughs> all throw the nuts all coming in. together. Throw, throw it all in. Let's <laughs> throw them all in. Now, what you did do, uh, by all reports, is catch up with a young man who everyone is talking about, and that is Jason Horn francis What's he going to do at the end of next year? How's he going? New coach? Is that going to uh, reinvigorate some life into his North Melbourne career? First of all, did you catch up with him? What did you do? Did you have coffee? Yeah, I did. He actually come and picked me up and we went, I took him down to Rathdown Street where I did some of my best work uh, when I was, I was living here in Melbourne. And uh, yeah, we, we shared uh, a bit of a brunch and a couple of coffees actually. And uh, yeah, it was good to catch up with a young fella who's, uh, you know, we've, uh, we've, we've missed him since he's, uh, he's taken off to, to Melbourne and, and doing good things. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was great to catch up with him. The big question, Gibber, is a few weeks ago, we set you a challenge. We came up with a song to get his attention, um, bring him possibly over to Adelaide. This is just a snippet of it. Horn Francis and North Melbourne are in a situation that only ends one way. He'll explode, so bring him home to Adelaide. (laughs) First of all, did the young man wrap his ears around that? I can confirm I played Jason the song. What? I played it to him. What did I can he think? Confirm. He was like, what is going on here? He goes, Saturday's in SA. Oh, how, I, how do I not know about this? I said, well, <laughs> exactly. How do you not know about this? Tommy, he was, he was very impressed. Well, you've just flicked me a, a little he was video very impressed. here. Thanks for the song, guys. Um, love what you're doing on Saturday mornings and keep up the good work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's it. I think that's a dead set sign. He's coming to the Crows. Obviously. <laughs> Analyse that. So that's all we've got. So that's all we've got. That's the big breaking Jason Horn Francis news. Can we play it again, please, Tommy? Because uh, this is what we've been hanging out for all morning. I thought he was going to say something like, I'm going to take my talents to Westlakes in 2024 or something like this. But this is all we've got. Listen intently and analyse his voice, <laughs> analyse the way he's speaking and see what we can garner from this. Thanks for the song, guys. Um, love what you're doing on Saturday mornings and keep up the good work. <laughs> yeah, de- <laughs> Love definitely. what you're doing on Saturday mornings. Just after you've told us as well that he was like, Saturday's an essay. Is that a thing? All right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. He, he was like... Oh, he goes, what, what so- I've heard that song somewhere too. Is that like... He, he couldn't work out what was going on and... Uh, no, he was impressed, Tommy. He was impressed uh, with your with your music talents, and uh, to put that together, he he had a bit of a chuckle. So uh, I, I did uh, let the team down a couple of weeks ago. Or, or this was a, a couple of weeks late in in getting this to him, but got the job done, and uh, yeah, he, he was happy with it. For a while there, I thought you were lying. I thought that you didn't even know. I thought this whole facade of playing at South together was all a bit of a made up thing i thought you're clearly not friends and then you've come up with a goods gibber i have uh and can't confirm that he, he's coming back to adelaide uh, i'll have to try and have another coffee with him maybe tommy and uh, and ask him the, the heavy hitting questions but uh, uh it was good to see him there you go uh, mitch cleary sam edmund as chief newsbreakers i guess their jobs are safe for the time being <laughs> yeah. they've got nothing to worry about this weekend don't worry. <laughs> 
Uh, the Crows taking on the Pies uh, in just a couple of hours. We're going to speak about that next. And we'll also speak about Port Adelaide taking on Melbourne. Get involved this morning via the text line 0427154166. Top of 15 degrees across Adelaide today with some showers increasing. Good morning. Yeah, keep those texts coming through as well. 0427-154-166. This one reads, Where is Tariq Newchurch? No selection integrity at the Crows. We're in a rebuild. I'd rather see what these kids can do rather than uh, Murphy. That's from Nick. Um, thanks for texting in this morning. So the thing about Tariq Newchurch, and you'll be able to talk about this as well, Gibbsy, because he torched South Adelaide a few weeks ago. He had 20 disposals, kicked four goals, three. The problem is, since then, he's been quiet. So it's all about consistency now for Newchurch, it would seem. So seven disposals v Sturt last weekend and the nine disposals, zero goals, two against the Bays a couple of weeks uh, before that. Um, you feel like this kid's going to get a go, but as soon as he can string two really good games together, he'll probably get an opportunity. Yeah, we, we did play him into some form a couple of weeks ago uh, when he played us uh, at, uh, at Norlunga. I think he had 20 touches and kicked about four goals. So we did our bits, but... Uh, I reckon, yeah, it, it come, it's all opportunity, isn't it? We, we'd love to see him get a crack at it. And that, that game, I think, last week where Adams McAdam was the late withdrawal, you w- would have thought that was his opportunity to come in a bit of a like-for-like, bit of, he could have played in the forward line, put that pressure on, uh, hit the scoreboard, but they chose to bring Matt Crouch in. So, uh, yeah, as you said, Hazy, I reckon that would be his feedback. It would be You need to string a couple together to, to get that chance, and uh, he has been quiet the last couple of weeks. So... Hopefully he can uh, get back on track, play some good games and, and get that opportunity before the season's out. Third different stint this year for Matt Crouch in the sample. So his future, I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be Westlake, even though he's got a year to go on his contract. 0427154166. Um, what should the Crows do? What should Matt Crouch do? Crow supporters, what do you think? How do you think this uh, situation plays out? Uh, David King had some strong thoughts on Matt Crouch's situation and exactly what he's worth when he spoke yesterday on Kane Kingy. Is there value towards Matt Crouch, who has been dropped again this week? Best and fairest winner, All-Australian. I'm going to get smashed for this, but they are the worst kind of AFL player. The no-damage, high-accumulation, clearance-winning plodder. Poor defensive, yeah. They they are the worst kind of AFL player. So little value on the trade table. No value. Strong words from David King. Bryce, thoughts? Yeah, I I don't like it, to be honest. I think... think Matt's Matt's a great player. Um, for, for, for him to say no value, geez, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I agree with that. But I, I certainly think there'll be some suitors out there for Matt Croucher's services, and you know, you know what you're going to get with him. You're going to get your your 25 to 30 touches. You're going to get your six clearances. You're going to get your six tackles. He's going to be the one getting it out to that outside run and carry, and getting it out to to your good ball users. So I, I think he's got some some good years left in him. And yeah, I, I don't really agree with Kingy's words there. Mm, all right, how does this play out? Oh four two seven one five four one double six. Let's talk about the Crows game. Uh, today, 1.15, Adelaide Oval taking on the Red Hot Pies. In comes Mitch Hinge. Shane McAdam returns from that ankle injury. Uh, Lockie Murphy is an in. So, Matt Crouch is one of the omissions. Ben Davis, who was a sub last week, he's out. Jackson Hately's been omitted. Uh, James Rowe has been omitted as well. Just on two of those blokes who have been dropped. First of all, Jackson Hately, a little bit unlucky, because it seemed like just a few weeks ago he'd almost half-cemented himself in. Yeah, well, we, we come to sort of think that was going to be the case didn't we he he was one that was getting starved of opportunity got his opportunity and actually did his role played his role played some really good games in there and uh yeah it's it's it's, you can fall out of favor pretty quickly at the crows at the moment by uh by the looks of things so uh yeah 
I would have just continued to get games into him and um, obviously they're still looking for what mix is best for their team at the moment and he comes out again so uh, yeah it's, he'd, be, he'd be probably frustrated at that himself as well Surprised with James Rowe getting admitted and also James Rowe's future he's one of these crows who doesn't have a contract for next year and now he's going to find himself playing in the sample does it look like he's in trouble? Yeah, it, it it would be a little bit concerning if uh, if you were if you were Jimmy Rowe, and you know you look at their forward line. You've got McHenry, Murphy, Saligo, McAdam. They're, they're a lot of similar type of players, aren't they? And he uh, he's sort of caught in between a little bit, isn't he? He comes back to the Sandful and, and he plays really well. He's very dangerous, but then when he plays at AFL, um, he just qu- can't quite take that opportunity and, and cement in that spot. So. Um, he is one of the ones that doesn't have a contract, and the, the longer it doesn't happen, um, yeah, he would he would be a little bit worried, I reckon. Mm. All right, no four two seven one five four one double six. Crow supporters, uh, Jimmy Rowe. What do you think of Jimmy Rowe? Because I, I rate him. I actually think if you purely judge Jimmy Rowe by what he does in terms of stats, you're not actually seeing what value he can bring. I, I think as a a small, almost connecting role sometimes, he can give their forward line some genuine structure. You can't judge him purely on how many goals he kicks or goal assists. I think he does much more than that. Yeah, and it would be interesting to ask him what, what his role in the side is because sometimes you see him play really high up the ground, gets up to stoppages, uh, gets involved in the play and, and he, he kicks the ball quite well as well. And then other weeks you see him... Uh, deep in the forward line and, and not leaving the 50 too much so uh, it looks like it changes from week to week but um, yeah he, he, he's not in at the moment and he's going to have to get some form back in, in the sandfall to, to fight his way back in mm, Text line's busy this morning thanks for this text Tim Jimmy Rowe is a small forward yet rarely gets a crumb in goal he is a great connector though uh, some big decisions for the Crows and I suppose the other one as well who doesn't have a contract is Mitch Hinge who I think is a good genuine utility for the Crows but uh, no doubt there'll be some big decisions made at the end of the season. Taking on the Pies, congratulations as well to Ash Johnson, who will make his debut. Good Sturt boy, taken in the mid-season draft last year, and Shane McAdams' brother as well. So good to see him get an opportunity. Gibbsy, how do you see this one playing out? Pies taking on the Crows at Adelaide Oval. It's sixth, the Pies, v the 15th place Crows. It's going to be tough. It is, and Scott Pendlebury plays his 350th game, which is an unbelievable Huge. achievement. Uh, he's just he's and he's still the main man. Like when when things aren't going well and, and Collingwood need a spark, uh, he's the one to get thrown straight in the middle. He gets them going. He's been doing it for 15 plus years, and he's been a, a superstar of the game. Uh, Adelaide, geez, they they need to start well. They have not been doing that lately. Uh, it was well documented uh, Hawthorne game last week. Uh, there are in- inconsistencies there. I, I think this game will be closer than people think. I think they'll they'll challenge them uh, for most of the game, uh, but I think Collingwood will still win. And they've been a, a huge surprise packet this year. They didn't have uh, much much hope. Well, a lot of people didn't give them much hope this year. Didn't have high expectations of them, but uh, they've cemented themselves right in the eight and have got a heap of winnable games in the run home. So the way the way the Pies are playing uh, and the way. Uh, Fly has got them going. Their their coach this year. Uh, they're they're in, They've had they've had a great year, and they'll they'll play finals. Mm, all right. Uh, just quickly then as well. Scott Pendlebury, three hundred and fifty games, Premiership player in two thousand and ten, six time All Australian, five time Best and Fairest, three time ANZAC medal. Compare it to Nathan Buckley, 
260 games with the Pies. Brownlow medal, seven-time All-Australian, six-time best and fairest. The greatest pie of all time, 0427-154-166, is it Scott Pendlebury or Nathan Buckley? Honourable mention as well to Peter Dacos, Tony Shaw and Dane Swan. Those those stats, that that CV you just read out, that's unbelievable. And I think think when he's retired and it's all said and done, I think he will be the greatest pie that's ever played. There you go. Big call. I mean, who would you pick, though, if you had to pick someone to win a game of football? Is that where Nathan Buckley might get the edge? Because he's such an impact player? He was. But Pendle's also an impact player as well. Every, Every time he gets the ball... Time slows down around him. He, he's he's so calm, cool, uh, and and distributes it better than pretty much anyone. But um, it, it is a good debate, isn't it? Uh, yeah, who who would you pick? Oh, his longevity too. He's rarely injured and, and never misses. So I, I think I'd pick Pendles. Okay, Gary agrees with you. He texted in on oh four two seven one five four one double six. He said different types, but the Premiership gets Pendles over the line. He's a Rolls Royce. He's so smooth. He's fun to watch. He's got more time than everyone else. Norm Smith, I think, in that grand final too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's talk about Port Adelaide. The big game for Port taking on Melbourne um, in Alice Springs. So the changes for Port Adelaide, just the one. Riley Bonner comes in at the expense of Jace Burgoyne, who's had a very good start to his AFL career, but that seemed like uh, a bit of a no-brainer. They're very, very similar. And Riley Bonner, before he cracked his cheekbone, was in outstanding form. I suppose the big news, firstly, is no Ken Hinckley. He's out with COVID. So from your experience, I mean, how well-drilled are players in that? Is it, I mean, Nathan, Nathan Bassett, we know, is a senior coach probably in waiting, but how much of a disruption would that be? I don't think it's going to have too much effect. And we've seen coaches this year uh, with fall into the, the COVID protocols that haven't coached on game day and their team have still done well and, and played played to their game plan and, and got the job done so look for Kenny not to be there I don't think it'll have too much impact uh, we all know it's the Port just need to keep winning to, to keep their finals chances alive they've uh, they've played well in recent weeks and although they are playing Melbourne I think it, it helps being in, in Alice Springs um, not being at the G or here being played in Melbourne I, th- I think that helps Port um, and They'll be underdogs. They'll just be able to have a crack at it, and they just need to keep winning. So their form has been pretty good, and I think they can they can go close. Clayton Oliver is just an absolute gun. He's not out. He's out with this thumb injury. He had surgery last weekend, and they were slightly confident that he wouldn't play. But he's a massive loss for the days. And I know straight away when everyone anyone says that the call is well, they run so deep, Petrarca, Viney, etc. But Clayton Oliver, he might be, for me, the best player in the competition at the minute. Yeah, he, he's a big out, and, and you can't just replace those players like for like. So I think, yeah, Bowl reports, he was pretty close. They were just worried about um, infection, I think, from from the surgery scar. But uh, he'll, he was pushing to play. He's tough as nails, and they've just given him the extra week to, to get it right. Um, but yeah, they, do, they do bat pretty deep in the midfield, and although... He, he is a big out for them. Uh, he, they'll be able to cover him pretty easily, I think. All right, let's hear from the GM of Football Port Adelaide, Chris Davies, on the big game against Melbourne this weekend. Both Gorn and Jackson are outstanding players and, and you know, they'll end up in different areas of the ground, I'm sure. You know, we think we're a better team than, than what we were when we played them last time and they've shown over the last little bit that their form has been up and down. Um, you know, we've got a great challenge ahead of us, but I think you know, as a group we're ready for it. 
This is going to be a big game. I, I, I can't wait for this one because Port are flying at the minute. Melbourne are back into a bit of a hump, it seems. Or maybe the thing is that Melbourne are actually beatable. Well, when they beat Brisbane a couple of weeks ago, after losing a couple on the trot, we thought, oh, geez, Melbourne are back. They're a bit of a, bit of a slump. Um, they're back, back in business. But, oh, yeah, I'm with you. The last couple of weeks haven't been, haven't been the, the Melbourne we saw at the start of the year. So, yeah, they certainly still are beatable. And, and if there's a side that could do it, it could be Port this week. All right, get involved this morning. Text line very much open, 0427154166. We want to take a call from you as well before 10.30, Don't forget as well, visit Solitaire Audi, test drive the new A3 and S3. Top of 16 across Adelaide today, some showers increasing. Good morning to you. The Audi Q5 is highly regarded in the mid-sized luxury SUV category. Visit Audi Solitaire online today, live across Australia. Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Oh, yes, get involved this morning by the text line 0427 154 166. You head along to the football. Pies taking on the Crows at Adelaide Oval. Uh, we want to get your thoughts. We want to get you on air as well before 10 736 Gibbs, you what about this for a weekend on SENSA straight after us? Crunch time. Uh, headlined by the King, Jared Waitley. Then from 1pm, it's Sample, Centrals v Sturt, and also you're going to hear both the Crows and Ports games live via the SEN app. Tomorrow, you're going to hear the Sample as well, Adelaide taking on Nord. That game is getting to you from 1pm. So stick around, crunch time, not too far away from 10.30. Uh, the other thing we want to do this morning, Gibbsy, is talk about some famous father-son combinations in terms of world sports. So Scotty Pippen's son, Scotty Pippen Jr., has just got signed to the Lakers this week. And I just look at situations like this and I think, wow, the expectation for Scotty Pippen Jr. just to be something. Sharif O'Neal with your dad when he's Shaq. Michael Jordan's son didn't quite work out. So some good or poor father-son combinations. I mean, text them through 0427154166. You know what? Just quickly, I'll start it off. Bryce Gibbs v. Ross Gibbs. So Bryce Gibbs... <laughs> Plays 231 games for Carlton, another 37 in Adelaide. He's a 2017, sorry, 2007 AFL Rising Star nomination. Carlton best first year player in 07, John Nichols medalist in 2014. Ross Gibbs, though, 97 games for West Perth, 253 games for Glenelg, including back to back premierships. Who gets the points? <laughs> it depends who you ask, I reckon, Hazy. I'll ask Ross. Said- my old man has said to me, when he retired, he went and played uh, in the country for Victor Harbour, and mm-hmm. he just went down and caused a bit of a ruckus down there. And he said to me, he goes, I don't care what you do in your career. He goes, I kicked 30 goals in a game one day for Victor Harbour against Port Elliott. He goes, until you kick more than 30 goals in a game, I will have you covered. So that's, so that's, what, he's, <laughs> that, that's what he's hanging his hat on. The premierships, over 200 games for Glenelg. That's where he looks back at and really brings a smile to his face. He goes, I've got you covered until you kick 31 goals in a game. Then I'll admit defeat. But until then, (laughs) I've got the honours. Oh, my goodness. All right, some of the good father-son combos or maybe the father-son combos that just didn't work. Because I look at the other one is LeBron James and his kids coming through. So, Bronny looks like he's going to be a star. Bryce looks like he can ball as well. But, geez, the pressure, the expectation... If you've got some good examples, get them through. 0427-154-166. Top of 16 across Adelaide today. This is Saturdays in SA. Good morning. Live across South Australia, welcome to Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. This Saturday scoreboard. 
Yes, let's whip around the world of sports. We've got plenty to talk about this morning. And gives you this little um, trip that you're taking to Melbourne, just a little fun fest. It involved a very important soccer match that you went to because if people don't know this, you're a mad soccer fan, probably more so than most other sports. In fact, you revealed during the, world, or during the week when you jumped in for breakfast that you'd probably uh, pick soccer over cricket. Uh, yes, Hazy, that that is true. I, I am a uh, football fan, the the world game. Uh, I'm a. Does it offend supporter. you when I say soccer? Uh, no, it doesn't. No, not at all. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it doesn't one bit. Uh, yes, I, I'm a Liverpool supporter. Uh, Manchester United are in town as a part of their, uh, or in, in Australia, in a part of their uh, pre-season. Uh, campaign. Uh, they played Melbourne Victory last night and they're, they're playing Crystal Palace next week but uh, yeah, went along to uh, the MCG. There's about 75,000 people so it was a, a great little atmosphere. Plenty of flares getting lit off from the, the Melbourne Victory supporters and uh, plenty, of, plenty of fun things to see but uh, yeah, they, they played a pretty um, impressive lineup. Uh, Manchester United. Obviously, Ronaldo wasn't in town. He was the the biggest absentee on their list. But uh, yeah, they, they played a lot of their stars and and put on a good show. They end up winning four one. So uh, yeah, it was a, a good spectacle to, to go and uh, witness. There you go. And of course, the footy last night. Uh, the round kicked off with the Saints going down to the Western Bulldogs uh, by twenty eight points. Very interesting tweet as well. Uh, from Mick Malthouse uh, via ABC Sport. He said, I think it's quite disgraceful. I came here expecting to see a secure team to play like their season is on the line and the lack of intensity is just atrocious. Mick Malthouse, who you'd know pretty well as well, um, never shy of calling it how it is. No, he's not. He, uh, he loves having an opinion on a lot of things, does Mick. And I, like, I have to agree with him. Uh, with with this season on the line, both for both sides, you you saw the dogs bring the pressure and, and the Saints didn't, and uh, they got what they deserve. So yeah, uh, if you were a Saints supporter uh, and member, you'd be bitterly disappointed with what they dished up last night. Mm. Oh, so much happening in the NBA trade space. I love this time of year. It feels like it's it's happening all the time. The windows are always open. There's only it feels like there's only a, a few weeks where players are not up for trade. It's like um. A panda's mating season, it's very, very small, if that makes sense. Very, very small. Just a few hours per year. So Kevin Durant is the uh, big headline. It was probably a couple of weeks ago that he requested a trade or basically put himself out on the open market. A fortnight later, there's still some clear contenders. The Nets and Durant are still locked in a stalemate. The Nets have time on their side with four years left on his deal. Durant does not have much bargaining power as well. He's been pretty much linked to everybody. Um, He's been photographed or what's it called when they put the Guernsey on there photoshopped into pretty much every single other uniform I like the look of him in a Portland Trailblazers uniform but how do you reckon this one's going to play out is he going to stay at Brooklyn and if he does go somewhere else I mean how much does it hurt his legacy yeah it's it's an interesting one isn't it and and sort of wherever he's like he's had his success at Golden State uh, but since leaving there he's sort of Hasn't quite worked out for him, hasn't it? I think Curry's actually come out and said, I'd be keen to get him back to Golden State. So that, that'd be pretty scary if, they, if he was to head back there. But, um, yeah, it's not going too well for him. I think Kyrie, he's on the way out as well. Uh, there's, he's been linked to the Lakers. So um, you, imagine if the Lakers get Kyrie and the Golden State Warriors get Durant. Uh, that would make for a huge rivalry in the Western Conference. So, uh, look, I, I hope it plays out like that. For NBA fans, let's not do this again. Let's not get Kevin Durant back to Golden State where you just go, what is going on? Why would anyone else even almost bother turning up? 
come on. Well, let's get a move to uh, let's get Kyrie Irving to the lake. Let's make it real spicy. <laughs> yeah. Well, he obviously can't go out and do it on his own, can he, Durant? So he might have to go back to Golden State and uh, and be be the, the two man behind Curry again. Mm, there you go. Uh, big news during the week as well. Lance Franklin, not a lock to play at the Swans next year. So a contract is there, but reportedly via Mark Robinson, it's worth about five hundred thousand dollars. He wants between seven and eight hundred thousand dollars. So straight away, everyone's going, well, who's Buddy going to play for? Sam Mitchell, jokingly, the other night said via the press conference that he spoke to Buddy and he said, oh, who do you think at Hawthorne should wear the number 23? He said, me. <laughs> There's going to be some uh, interesting conversations. Whether he signs or not, um, he's been fantastic for the game. Just first thing on that, surprising that he's demanding more money given the contract that he's just come off. I mean, or does he deserve it? And is he in that spot where it's absolutely fair enough? Yeah, it's a it's a good debate, isn't it? And like, I was a bit surprised if if the if the rumours are true that he wants you know still upwards of seven eight hundred thousand dollars at at his age. And and you look at Sydney's list and and their profile, and they've got some great talent, some great kids coming through. And you think where Buddy's at in his career, you know to take a little bit less money after he's been on one of the biggest contracts we've seen uh, in AFL history, uh, to take a little bit less money to, to keep these young young stars who, well, they're pretty much now in a, a premiership window again, Sydney. So, um, yeah, I think where he's at, he's still playing really good footy. He still deserves to get paid for that. But, yeah, I, th- I think somewhere in around four, 500000 which which is probably probably fair and reasonable. I think, I think that's, uh, that's what he should look at. Tom Harley is the footy boss at the Swans. He spoke about Buddy's contract situation. I mean, Lance is a unique player, figure in the game. Um, and with that, um, the conversations are tailored towards that way as well. So, as I say, inappropriate um, and unfair on all parties involved to go into the specifics of that and uh, feel, feel comfortable with where things are at. And, and I can say there is a, enormous amounts of respect and goodwill in those conversations. Uh, pardon the pun, but do you think that would ruffle some feathers at the Swans. I mean, it's a bloke who's been paid very, very well and has delivered. But it was interesting as well. I mean, Kane was pretty critical of the whole situation as well uh, during the week, just saying, basically, look, he's not a top 50 player anymore. And it is absolutely players inside the top 50 who get seven or $800,000 a year. Yeah, and look, he's still he's still playing good footy and he's still an important uh, cog in, in what Sydney are doing this year. And... He, he still takes the best defender and he can still win a game off his own boot. So uh, he is getting older. He's still playing well. Is he worth $800,000 that, uh, that he wants? I don't think so. Uh, will he leave, though, if, if they don't quite come to an agreement? Oh, I, th- I find it hard to, to believe that he would, I reckon. I reckon they'll, they'll find a common ground in there somewhere and a, a deal will get done. Mm. All right, text line's been busy this morning as well in regards to Matt Crouch. 0427-154-166. Pat texted and he said, absolutely, I'd play him. All Australian midfielders don't grow on trees. He does have one year to go on his contract at West Lakes. At Crow supporters, would you like to see him hang around? If he does leave, what do you think he's worth? Uh, Matthew Nix spoke during the week uh, on Matt Crouch's latest admission. Matty was a lady in last week for Shane, so Shane back this week, uh, Hinge back this week, health and safety. So those two coming back in meant we made a, a, you know, a little bit of a change in other areas and, and moved some pieces around. And so we're back to that midfield now that went up against Melbourne and 
in North Melbourne. So it's a tough one, tough one for Matty, but, you know, Sam Berry is improving in there constantly. Saligo's getting more time through there. Schoenberg's now back in, getting a little bit more time. So our, our dynamic in and around the footy looks, looks different this week. And if you're looking and analysing that dynamic, it would seem that, uh, I mean, Matt Crouch is not in future plans. No, he's not. And he was back in last week by default. He got, he got the call up after McAdam uh, pulled out late. But, yeah, and we spoke about it earlier. He actually had a, a good game. I think he was second or third best uh, on ground in the paper. Uh, and, yeah, for him to get dropped uh, straight away, he's, uh, he's not part of the, the Crows' plans moving forward. What does the future look like for Matt Crouch? 0427 154 166. Here's the coach again on if he trade Crouch. Oh, look, we never stand in a player's way. We, we work with that player on you know, what we, we can do to make it best for them and best for the footy club. You know, there's two sides to all of this, but you know, I'm, in no uncertain terms, I've sat down with Maddie and said he's part of what we are doing at this footy club and a big part of that. Mm, he's, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, what he will probably leave with is if he plays the rest of the uh, year in the sample is he might leave with a McGarry medal if that's a consolation prize. It'll be close between him and Riley Knight, but um, yeah, the way that he's tracking, he'll probably have another 45 this weekend and pick up another three votes. He's unstoppable when he plays in the State League. He is. He's way too good for the sample and... I hope he gets another opportunity uh, somewhere else because he's still got a lot of good footy in him uh, left. And I, it's going to be interesting. Like He's going to have to have a good attitude, isn't he, for the rest of the year, I think. That's going to be the most important thing, as hard as it will be for him to be playing Sandful and and uh, you know and, and playing in that side. That's where he doesn't want to be. Uh, he, still, he still needs to have an attitude and, and play well and, and finish off the year strong. And, uh, yeah, hopefully can find, find a new home uh, when, uh, once the trade period opens. I'll tell you what scares me, Gibbsy, and that is COVID. And this thought that COVID is just going to absolutely make a big old John Farnham comeback and just re-emerge, potentially. We're wearing masks again. And then what happens with some of our professional sport? What happens with the AFL? What happens to the NRL? I can't believe it was a couple of weeks ago where they suggested, oh, do you think these sport teams will go back into a bubble? And now it is something that is genuinely being discussed. Uh, Let's hear from Chris Davies on the rising threat of COVID in the AFL. I think there's, there's a level of concern. There's no doubt that the AFL um, have heightened their concern over the last 24 hours or so. You know, uh, their messaging to the clubs was to, to make sure that you're, you're retouching on diligence of your, your playing and coaching group. So, as I say, we, we've done pretty well throughout the, the last you know, two and a half years, but there's no doubt that we make sure that we're giving a message to our players to be extra cautious you know, over the next few weeks and clearly you know, we don't have any room for error uh, in, uh, in making sure that we've got our best team out there. No, oh, not this. Not this. Come on. Can we just get back to normal? It's just a constant reminder that COVID's still there and absolutely we're not quite back to normal. You're in Melbourne. What's it like over there? Because um, our good friends over in Victoria got absolutely smashed the hardest by COVID. Yeah, they did. And uh, I had to do a, a rats test before heading into uh, Carlton's captain run yesterday. So, yeah, they are uh, putting um, things back in place to, to, you know, not get hit by what's another wave, uh, I suppose, is coming. But do you know what? It actually gives me a bit of a pep in my step because I'm on the Port Adelaide uh, COVID supplementary list. <laughs> so if they get wiped out, I might be a chance to play before the end of the year's out, Hazy. How good would that be? <laughs> And I think there, is there a show? Is, and is there a showdown? Still come? 
There is last You're, game of the season. You you would not read about it, would you? <laughs> wouldn't Gets that be a little an bit excited? Treat. Jeez, wouldn't South Adelaide like that as well when they're flirting with the finals? <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, Bryce Gibbs finally comes back from a shoulder injury and then goes and plays for Port Adelaide. Wouldn't Buffer love that? It wouldn't go down too well at all. But uh, yeah, we can uh, we can fantasise about these things, can't we? Mm, absolutely we can alright get involved this morning 0427 154 166 the other thing we want to talk about is fa- famous father-son failure and success stories could be a nice little father-son combo in the AFL there's some good ones in the NBA we just look at some of these unbelievable athletes and the pressure that must come through their siblings to do well if they want to choose that sporting path if you've got a few examples get them through 0427 154 166 don't forget as well the all new Audi A3 and S3 have arrived so to find out more, visit audisolitaire.com.au. This is Saturday's in SA. Great to have your company. Good morning. You're listening to Saturday's in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Right now it is 10.03. Good stuff, Tommy. Don't forget as well, we love the guys at Climate Trade Centre at Regis Park. They've got the best daking prices, what you need when you need it. And the good folks at Lumo Energy SA, the studio Lumo SA is looking magnificent in South Australia. I'm not there. I'm coming to you from Berrimer in New South Wales, just seeing the family. And Bryce Gibbs is coming to us from Melbourne. I'll tell you what, Melbourne didn't see you coming for the last couple of days. Didn't you just re-emerge? Bryce Gibbs has re-arrived back in Melbourne, ladies and gentlemen. Got the, uh, the head wobble back down Ligon Street, uh, just strutting <laughs> my stuff uh, like I used to, Hazy. So it, uh, it's good to be back catching up with some, uh, some old friends. Very good stuff. Uh, we want to do this, uh, Bryce, via the text line as well. Get involved, 0427 154 166. Some of the famous father-son maybe failures, maybe success stories. Scotty Pippen's son, Scotty Pippen Jr., signed to the Lakers this week. So the pressure that would come with this young man and all of some of these NBA greats, their sons, Sharif O'Neal, what's he going to do? LeBron James's kids, Bronny and Bryce, can they have a crack of it? Can they be somewhere half as good as their old man? So I want to go through some success stories. I'll roll this one off for you first. Some of the best father-son combos in the AFL. Ken Fletcher and Dustin Fletcher. What a combination that was. Ken, 264 games for the Bombers from 1967 to 80. Dustin played 400 games. Not too bad. One, two flags. They hold the record for the most VFL, AFL career games played by a father-son. So what I imagine is that uh, back in the day during um, Christmas dinners and these big family catch-ups, who gets top honours? Who gets first slice of the turkey? Who's sitting at the head of the table, you reckon? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, um, those numbers are unbelievable. I don't think that'll get beaten, will it? No, get, I, I wouldn't have thought. No. I wouldn't have thought. Um, good text as well from Mick. He said, what about Sergio and Stephen Silvani? I'd say that was a pretty successful combination. Yeah, I think you're spot on there, Mick. Here's some stats for you, Gibbsy. Sergio... 268 games for the Blues, won two premierships. Soss played 312 games. He might be the greatest fullback the game has ever seen. He was a genuine rock star. Fullbacks aren't supposed to be rock stars. Steven Silvani was. You probably know him better than most. I do. And Jack's... I think he, I think Jack is about to play his 100th game as well. So there's three generations of players playing at Carlton that will have 100 games. I don't, I don't think that's happened either. So no. That's, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, yes, it's uh, you got any more, Hazy? Because you're on fire with the with these just, stats and these numbers. I got heaps, mate. I got heaps. So uh, just cut me off whenever you're ready. But I got another one for you. The Hardaways, Tim and Tim Junior. 
Tim Senior, five-time All-Star, Olympic gold medalist. He played 867 games in the NBA. Tim Jr., not quite All-Star level, but he's a good, solid player, currently playing with the Mavericks. And probably the biggest one for me, this is the ultimate father-slash-sons, we'll call it a success story, the Currys. Dell, Steph, and Seth. Dell Curry was actually a very, very good player. A good, solid, for the most part of his career, starting guard. 1,083 games, uh, which included a 10-year stint at Charlotte. Seth Curry is solid. He's a great sure, shooter, rather. He's still with the Nets. The problem with Seth Curry is he's in that bracket where he's good enough to be part of a, a sweetener for a good trade. So he just sort of bounces around a bit. Um, and Steph Curry is pretty good as well. When he's done, he might be the greatest player of all time. Four-time champ, one-time finals MVP, two-time NBA MVP, full-time NBA all-star, sorry, all-NBA first team. So... Yeah, that's going to be a reasonable catch-up for a Christmas lunch. And over there, I'm not sure who even slices the turkey. Probably Aisha. Well, probably the uh, one of many butlers that they've got roaming around <laughs> yeah, the true. house. Hey, 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 another one. That, how could we forget? Gary Ablett Sr., Gary Ablett Jr. Of course. We, just, we, we forgot to mention that one. So who, who, and who, who's, who had the better career? 0427154166. You've got to pick one. Gary Ablett Sr., or Gary Ablett Jr. You would have played a lot of footy against Gary Ablett Jr. Why was he so difficult to stop? Why was he so difficult to stop? He was he was very crafty. He was quick. He was he was hard as nails. Actually, I think um, he'd be his possession to tackle ratio. I read a stat uh, on Gary Ablett not that long ago that uh, said he he did it inside and outside um, of of the game in the contest. So, uh, mate. Watching him play, like he, he, there was a few years there, he was just—you could not tag him. Like anything you did, you had game plans to, to you know, try and curve his influence. And those couple of years when the, when the cats were flying, he, he was unbelievable. Went up, obviously, and did some good stuff at the Gold Coast. But some of those years that he played for Geelong before he left, he was—you uh, just could not could not stop him. So you wouldn't be able to tackle him as well. The way that he was built, low centre of gravity, close to the ground. His core strength would have been just ridiculous. So oh, I just imagine playing on someone who is just so much fast twitch as well. His first couple of movements would just be quicker than everyone else. He, and he was a step ahead of everyone else too. He could read the game unbelievably good. And you think you're, you're going to tackle him there and with, with, with a blink of an eye, he's, he's already moved and shimmied and he's away. So, um, yeah, geez, he, he was a very, very good player, Gary Ablett. Text line on some of these father-son combos, 0427154166. Nick chimed in. He said, people forget how good Senior was because of decency bias. There's a reason he was called God. He, Gary Ablett Senior, was the reason I fell in love with Australian rules football as a youngster. All I wanted to do was wear and get hold of a Geelong top with number five on it. God, imagine having that as your nickname. It's, uh, it's pretty you serious. Know, you know you've made it, I think, when, when that's the sort of <laughs> echelon you're getting put up in. Uh, as the great one, but uh, yeah, I don't know. C- can you can you pick one, Hazy? Who who has had the better career? Oh well, I mean, if you're talking, it's it's pretty similar to a Penelope v Buckley debate, isn't it? If you're talking about success, then you have to choose Junior because he's played in a couple of premierships. Um, but if you're choosing one, it depends what you're needing for your team as well. I mean, if I'm choosing one, if I'm needing a forward, clearly it's going to be Senior. But I'm probably choosing Junior if I'm picking the best team to win a game of football because he's just, he's everything. Yeah. I mean, his and dad was everything as well, but he's a forward. I mean, I could, you feel like I, 
towards the end of his career, he could stick Junior up forward as well and he'd still kick you three or four goals. And played in two very different eras too. So it'd be interesting to see how Junior would go back then and if Senior would have the influence that he did back then in today's game. So there's another mm. talking point for you for another day. Uh, good stuff. God, you're right. If your nickname's God, then you're doing something pretty serious. 0427 Some of these father-son combos, text them through, give us some examples. We'd love to take a call from you as well right before 10.30. Top of 16 across Adelaide today with some showers developing. Good morning. The Audi Q5 is highly regarded in the mid-sized luxury SUV category. Visit Audi Solitaire online today. Live across Australia. Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yeah, I love all the texts that are coming through as well. 0427-154-166. We'll do our best to get through all of them before 10.30. Still time as well to give us a quick call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Gibbs has been on fire this morning. Bryce, someone needs to put you out because you've just been on a roll. How does it feel? Thanks for the feedback, Hazy. But, uh, it is a new experience today. Obviously, three of us being in three different mm. states, but uh, we're finding a way, and uh, I think it's been a good show. Mm, absolutely. Uh, get involved as well with this. So Josh Dunkley has been talked about this week as well as someone who could absolutely slot in and be that missing piece in the Crows midfield. He's not re-signed with the Western Bulldogs. He wanted out a couple of years ago uh, to go to Essen, and that fell through. It would seem that he is gettable. So first of all, Gibbsy, um, do you think he is someone? Is he the missing piece? Is he that midfielder that the Crows, for example, need? It is an interesting one. Is he the missing piece? Look, I don't know. And it depends what they're trying to do. Are they in a rebuild? Do they, do they need to go back, continue to go back to the draft to, to get players back in? Um, I mean, to get him, is he, is he contracted or is he out of contract? He's out of contract. He- He's going to be out of contract. He's going to be out of contract. So, yeah, he certainly is gettable when you think you think of it like that. Um, I'm not sure whether he would be a free agent or not, uh, and he, if he would be restricted. That obviously throws up some challenges as well. But um, I don't know. I think he's mid-20s. If they're, they're, they're talking rebuild, it's going to take, you know, three, four, five years for him to potentially get back to, to playing finals he could be upwards of 30 by then is is that the what they need at the moment or do they just need to focus on getting more talent in the door uh, and continue continually going to the draft so um yeah their, their list management would be uh trying to work out these things and, and answering these questions so text line busy 0427 on dunkley this one reads is dunkley worth a pick four or five or is the player at that point of this year's draft better? Because the doggies would certainly be asking for that pick. Good text from Stephen. It is. And I don't think Josh Dunkley would be worth pick four or five. I think you'd be silly if you were the Crows to give up that pick for Josh. I'm not saying that Josh is a, a, a not a good player. I think he's a great player. But I think where the Crows are at, they just got to keep getting talent into that list um, and as we know there have been a lot of debate with with their picks in recent years uh, that haven't quite lived up to the expectations just yet but yeah I certainly think they need to keep going to the draft and, and getting talent in the door. A few little rumours swirling Josh Dunkley keeps on popping up in Adelaide oh who's he meeting with probably his partner given yeah, she plays probably. for the Thunderbirds. And no doubt you would be hovering around the airport trying to uh, <laughs> trying to get trying to get a scoop like you always do with uh Athletes coming back to Adelaide and spending time with their family, Hazy. You're good at that. 
You were not a footballer who enjoyed being doorstopped. That much we know. <laughs> you were very frosty towards me at uh, the airport that time. And I dare say you were frosty to other journalists. But you made some good friendships along the way. That's why you and Tom Brown are very good friends. <laughs> and look at us now, Hazy. We've gone from strength to strength. And uh, we're, ma- we're making amazing things happen on, uh, on a Saturday morning NSA. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I also love as well that um, our good friend Jason Horn Francis is a massive, massive fan. Can we um, play that grab again, Tommy? Because uh, you finally did some homework. And he said, look, catch up with Jason Horn Francis, ask him the big questions. And, um, I mean, this is all we got from him. Thanks for the song, guys. Um, love what you're doing on Saturday mornings and keep up the good work. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little giggle from you as well, not a follow-up a- question. He's a man of very few words, Jason, but so we might have to put that up on our socials because it, it was a bit of vision that came with it. It wasn't just an audio grab, so maybe get that up on the socials and, and people can watch it because it, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's very nice. And next time we do speak to him as well, we're going to tell him that um, hair is a privilege, not a right. So when you've got lovely, beautiful blonde hair, you've got to grow it out, don't you? Don't shave it, don't keep it short. So there is actually a story behind that. Uh, uh, at most footy clubs, as you'd know, Hazy, they uh, have a fine system and ha- have a bit of fun with you know guys getting in the paper or um, anything happens during the week, they can get fined and they have a bit of a fun with it. They do um, lookalikes as well. Boys get stitched up all the time. So I think he something happened with his fines in, in, in amongst the playing group and, and he, he, lo- he had to roll the dice and the dice that, that the number that had come up on for him was, was shave your head so uh, oh. I think it was it was uh, it wasn't by design it was um, he got stitched up with that one and uh, had to instead of paying uh, say 500 bucks to get out of it he had to, had to shave his head so uh, that's how that one come about Hazy there you go nice little insight there as to Jason that's and that's what we do what is the big question? Why does Jason Horn Francis have a shaved head? And now we know. <laughs> yeah. The big scoops. We finally got a scoop <laughs> on Saturdays in SA about Jason Horn Francis. Uh, good stuff. Hey, still time to get some text through as well. 0427 154 166. We've been talking about Josh Dun- Dunkley, rather. Uh, Lance Franken as well, and Matt Crouch's future. So we'll get through them before 10.30. Uh, doing it this morning as well, of course. Uh, to the good folks at Solitaire Audi. Visit Solitaire Audi, test drive the new A3 and S3. Top of 16 across Adelaide today. Good morning. Yeah, thanks so much for your text as well. 0427 154 166. I like this one. RE, top up players at Reeds. So there is a chance that Gibbsy could wear the prison bars in the showdown. Boy, oh boy. Wowee. That's how the text finished. Oh, there's a lot to die, uh, to um, unpack in that text as well. Prison bars. I mean, will Port Adelaide even get the chance to wear them? But... Imagine that, you just going out there in a Port Adelaide top, no matter what it looks like, playing against your old mob. What a nice way to finish the year. Oh, it would uh, it would create some headlines, I would say, Hazy, mm. if I was to wheel out in the prison bars in a showdown against the old mob. It, uh, it'd be, I'd actually really enjoy that. I'd, I'd look forward to that game, very, very much so. Oh, that would be just fun to watch. You'd love to get a good insight as well into the preparations, some of the talk behind closed doors, etc. This text as well, talking about some of the good father-son combos, sporting combos throughout the journey. Costa and Tim Zoo. that's a great one. Bit of one Tim Zoo's doing punch. some very good things. Yeah, big time. Um, Costa laid the platform a long time ago. He did. He was uh, very talented, and he the 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 young lad's doing the, uh, some great work, isn't he? Mm. 
Yeah, he's an absolute brute, Tim Zoo. Um, all right, what's on for the rest of the day, Gibbsy? You're over in Melbourne town. You got there a couple of days ago. Um, good for you as well. You brought your best foot forward this morning. I thought, oh, what's going to happen here? Is Bryce going to be under the weather? And who knows, maybe you are under the weather. But if you are, you're hiding it beautifully. So congratulations. This is my favourite time of the week, Saturdays in SA. So there was no way I was missing this. And I was going to be up and about. Uh, uh, what am I doing today? I'm catching up with a few more people. Uh, catching up with Cade Simpson this afternoon. Um, yeah. I'm going to head, head along to Federation Square as well. Uh, Manchester United, some of the players are doing an activation through Adidas. So I'm going to head down and have a look at that uh, and mingle with some of those boys. And then heading to the football tonight to... Carlton, Geelong, which will be an absolute cracking game of football, I reckon. Very good stuff. Tommy, what are you up to this weekend? You going to the Crows game today? I won't be going along, but I'll certainly be watching with interest just how well they go with some of the senior players. I think we've got six weeks, is it, to go in the season, so I'm really hoping they select the guys like Lockie Gollant, uh, Braden Cook, Maybe Tariq Newchurch, if he can get a bit more consistency. But, I mean, there's nothing to lose now. They may as well just expose the whole list and uh, see what everyone's got there. There you go. Just get some games into the youngsters, Tommy. That's what you're saying. Tariq Newchurch, just throw him into the wolves. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> see how badly he potentially gets munched or he just runs away from them and kick goals. That's it. What's the worst that can happen? We finish lower, get a higher pick. That's not yeah. tanking, is it? Maybe. <laughs> That's right. Hey, boys, before we get out of here as well, let's get some tips. Uh, Gibbsy, we'll start with you. Crows v Pies. I mean, is it a no-brainer? Do you give Adelaide any chance whatsoever? I, I think it'll be closer than what people think. Uh, Adelaide have spoken about all week how poor their start was last week, so they'll be looking to rectify that. And I think the Pies will win, but it'll be a, t- a long day at the office for them. And who else have we got? Port. I think, yeah, they can go close to Melbourne as well, who, uh, who aren't travelling uh, as well as what people think. Uh, being in Alice Springs, I think that certainly helps Port chances, and we all know that uh, they just need to keep winning to, to play finals. So every week's important, and uh, I think they can, they can nearly beat the Ds, I reckon. Yeah, geez, that's going to be outstanding. Um, some big games happening tonight as well. Um, looking forward to your Blues taking on the Cats. Who have you got there? I'm, I'm tipping the Blues... Only because it's at the MCG. I think they play the bigger grounds better and they'll run the Cats ragged. All right, good stuff. Good stuff, boys. Uh, thanks for the text this morning and uh, looking forward to hearing Crunch Time with Jared Waitley. Don't forget as well from 1 o'clock, Sample Central's V Sturt. You can hear both the Crows and Port games live on the SEN app. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Go down if you can, see some Sample footy. We catch you this time next weekend. This has been Saturdays in SA. It's been a pleasure. Have a great weekend.